Welcome to the Always Learning Podcast. Just wanted to let you guys know that today's pod was with Tom Tillier. He is a local realtor, uh, also a fellow marketer and entrepreneur, and it was uh, amazing talking with him. We really dug deep into kind of uh, where he came from, and we actually shared some similarities there, and it was really amazing. I I really appreciated his, uh, his candor and openness to share some stories that he hadn't shared in a long time, so it was really cool. Um... And uh, we actually have a lot in common, so it was amazing. I love adding people like that to the old, the old Rolodex. So hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I had an absolute blast with him, and he definitely will be a repeat guest. So enjoy, guys, and have a great day. And we're alive. Tom Tillier. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you, Aaron? Thanks Good. for calling. Oh, hey, absolutely. Thanks for joining me. Um, we are on the Always Learning Podcast, and um, uh, that's why I love it, because it's so open-ended. We can always learn something, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, we're always, you know, guys like us, we're just constant, constant, constant. Yep, so. 100%. Uh, so um, why I, I was throwing it out there and why you and I wanted to jump on is because we've got um, a million different directions we could go. And that's the fun of it. But both you and I have a lot of similarities, both in the real estate industry, both in the marketing industry, and then also all, both hockey players, which is always a lot of fun too. Um, but let's, uh, let's kind of just kick this off and um, tell me to, you know, tell our listeners a little bit more about kind of your yourself and then kind of your journey into what you're doing today, which we'll talk more about, you know, as we go. Wow. <laughs> The, um, where do I even start? The journey, the journey is quite the journey. So I, uh, I think we can get into that in a moment. Yeah. Um, why I like what I'm doing now is it kind of wraps up the entire journey and puts me into a entrepreneurial mindset. Um, one of my slogans that I, and you said that we're both, you know, real estate agents slash marketers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my slogans is marketing first, real estate second. I get And the reason I say that, I say that to a lot of my clients is because if you don't, if you're the typical, well, let me say that, put it this way. If you're an old school real estate agent that doesn't know how to market, Mm -hmm. you lose. Yep. I mean, some of these, some of these older agents um, have quite the database and that's great. But as we go into move into technology, you really have to know how to use it. And if you know how to use it well, your clients benefit. Yep. So that's my take on the marketing mix with real estate. That's why we're marketing first, real estate second, period. Yep. yep. And I love that too, because that's exactly how, how I feel is that um, in any business that you get into, if you lead with, all right, I want to develop relationships and I obviously want to get referrals and I want to do those kinds of things. You can, you can have a small business with that, but what's going to happen over time is you don't understand technology and how marketing works is that you will get swallowed up by the people that know how to leverage that because, you know, everyone's got their noses in their phones, right? And that's just the world yep. we live in now. Um, and then also, um, it's kind of like the the top of mind thing where I don't know, we could actually get into this a little bit too, but, um, you know, I know that one of the true complaints of some real estate agents is like, Oh my gosh, like my cousin didn't use me or whatever. Um, and well, that's, 
that's kind of that's your fault because you weren't top of mind at that particular point in time, or you weren't sharing that your expertise was exactly the same as whoever they end up going with, but that person got to them first and made them feel comfortable about a decision. Like that's that's not their fault. That's your fault because they'll get all pissy about it, you know. Um, right. So, like you said, understanding marketing is like super freaking important. Um, and it's kind of how the world works. Honestly, it's it's like beyond marketing too. It's just this is how the world works. It now, is, you know. It is. It's um, you know, not only marketing ourselves in a, as an agent, but the ability to market for our clients. Yeah. Right. And and so there's kind of a double, double ended or what is word double edged sword uh, or whatever. Double edged <laughs> yeah. sword. Not. A, I don't even know if that's the right word for it because <laughs> it's a it's a double benefit because yeah. once you know what you're doing, you can actually you do this for them. Um, in addition to marketing yourself, which is obviously important in this competitive landscape. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's your take on, um, I was actually talking with, uh, with Brandon earlier. What's your take on, um, on branding the real estate agent themselves versus making like the house, um, or what have you, like the, the first thing that someone interacts with the, the argument, it's actually a really cool discussion to have. Um, cause like HGTV is a thing for the reason because the house is the celebrity basically. Right. And in a lot of those uh, shows, like the realtor is almost a secondary aspect, you know? So um, here's kind of your take on that. Cause like mine is, you know, yeah, it's very important for you to brand, you know, yourself and market yourself properly as the realtor. Cause they have to understand that there's a person behind this. There's a good system. There's good, someone you can trust because ultimately they're the ones holding your hand. But initially, um, a lot of times I think, um, the house can tend to be the celebrity. So marketing those things properly to get people's eyeballs on it could be a good first step. I was curious, kind of your take on that, that conversation, considering we just had it. <laughs> well, yeah. So <clears throat> marketing for your client, it's the same thing that we, we kind of just spoke of marketing for your client and marketing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think there's two different animals there, right? Yep. Um, obviously if you're marketing for your client, you put, the client first, you put the house first, the house is a celebrity, right? Um, <clears throat> to get more business, obviously you're marketing yourself. So have you seen the home tour Tuesdays that I've been doing? Yes. Love them. So, so we're focused on the house, right? Yep. You see very little of me purposely. You see me in the beginning and me at the end. And part of marketing myself at the very end is, is we do these outtakes and they're a lot of fun. It <laughs> kind of makes it more relaxing <laughs> to actually do the videos and people see that you're human. <laughs> Because it takes us 50 takes, you know, to yep. do a, a, two, a stupid 20-minute segment. Yep. So, but it's always about the house. Mm -hmm. It's always about the house. <clears throat> now, I do believe branding um, yourself, so you are top of mind, to tie that all back together, is extremely important. But that's not just, you know, the uh, we call them the talking – I say we, but my coach and I call them the talking heads, right, mm -hmm. where you see the the – camera in your face and it's, Hey, come look at, come see me at this open house. Yep. And there's nothing necessarily against that. And that's, that's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but people kind of are done with that. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, there's a lot of people doing it. Um, especially on our feeds, you and I yeah. we see them all the time. <laughs> and so branding yourself as a human is huge. Um, you know, we have our faults, we have our families, mm -hmm. we have our successes, we have our, <clears throat> our discomforts. We have a lot of things that uh, people, you need to make sure people relate to you. They know you're fun. They know you're knowledgeable. 
they know you're funny or I said fun already. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so double they, fun. they know, they know. Yeah. Double fun. Uh, they know you have a family. Yep. You know, one thing I do like to stay away from is politics. Sure. And of course, religion, that's just number one, yep. you know, stay away from that. And, and you'll never see any negativity from me on, on the social feeds either, just because that's not who I am. Yeah. And I actually, I avoid it yep. <clears throat> as much as I possibly can. So I, to answer your question, um, there's a time and place for both. Uh, but it, when it comes to brand, uh, marketing a home, I'm definitely marketing the home first. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself drawn to uh, the marketing stuff? Because wait, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You you were a little bit into marketing prior to getting into real estate based on the last conversation, right? Or did I have that wrong? Have no, you had that right. Yeah. You had it right. Um, let, let's let's go way way back. Yeah. Now I'm let's... gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put myself in the 13 year old Tom. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Love this. We call so this the origin old... story, guys. Oh the boy. Origin story. I can. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start from the top. Love it. So 13 year old Tom with a newspaper route, and I always looked for ways to do things better. Yeah. So my dad helped me build this this trailer that could hold three stacks of newspapers right next to each other, and it had a little tarp that folded over like a canvas to keep them dry. And I hooked it up to a bike. Yep. And whatever I could do, I think that was the best thing I can think of when it comes to, I might even been 11, but the first time I realized there's always a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it might've been my dad that actually originated that. And I didn't ever think of this until this minute. <clears throat> but after that, you know, I went into selling newspaper subscriptions uh, worked at my grandparents both had party stores, believe it or not, both sides and uh, ended up working at party stores and, and, you know, I was just a working kid. Yeah. I worked at Wendy's when I was 14. Um, my mom, because my mom, you know, made a couple modifications on my birth certificate so I could work because <laughs> I wanted to work. Nice. And good work, mom. They, yeah. Good work, mom. But they, um, <clears throat> They found out after about six months and uh, <laughs> that was the end of that. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. A kid from high school. Okay. Um, you got ratted on. Yeah, I did. I got ratted <laughs> on. He was in there and he was like, and filled out one of those survey cards. Hey, by the way, Tom is not 16. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I was always that working kid. Yeah. Um, I got out of the military and I played hockey. And I always thought I was going to do something with hockey. Well, I got out of the military, or I, I'm sorry, I got out of high school, mm-hmm. and I entered. I went into the military, so yep. I went and I joined the U.S. Navy. Yep. Thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, I mean that. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yep. And, you know, probably the best experience when it comes to developing someone from teenage years to adulthood, right? Yeah. I I feel like it changed my world. Um, had a lot of fun naturally and yeah and i was there for four years and i was i got to see the country or see the world and do a lot of crazy fun things and sure i got life experience but when i came out this is where the story gets a lot of fun (laughs) when i came out i ended up meeting somebody um and next thing you know we're dating and it's this is now my ex okay Mm -hmm. um but we ended up dating and after a couple of years, you do what everybody else does, mm-hmm. you know, you're young and you, you're engaged now. Yep. Right? <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. And, right. Right. And so during all of that, between engagement and then getting pregnant, 
I really found myself not going to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not using my GI bill, not, not doing things like that. Right. And I found myself working in car dealerships. Okay. So that's how it all started. Yep. I drove by this car dealership and there's a lot of activity and I, I, I told myself, I'm going to go there and I'm going to work there. I'm going to work there. Yeah. Right. So I went the next day, I borrowed my dad's, um, suit coat or sport coat yep with uh, too short too short on my arms <laughs> yep and with a freshly uh, uh doctored birth certificate by your mom right <laughs> oh yeah yeah i didn't need it i didn't need it then, but i was fresh fresh out of the military and what's and the funniest part was aaron that i went to the worst looking dealerships i possibly could okay. um because i thought the worst looking dealerships this is a, an interesting note here too were the we're gonna hire me over the nicer looking dealerships. Okay. Well, it's absolutely opposite. The worst looking dealerships had the most tenured people and they actually did the best job. Huh. And so I ended up getting hired at this, uh, the Mead group hired me for this used car place called Cars and Cars. And I was, I was hot stuff after about two months making money. Yep. And I ran into an old buddy of mine named Joey Fortuna. I ran into him at a bar and Joey Fortuna said, I, you know, I was showing off and I said, Hey, I'm working here. And he said, well, uh, if you want to come sell cars at a real dealership, come see me on Monday. And he was the sales manager for suburban Toyota. Okay. When I got to suburban Toyota, I realized that nobody had computers. Computers were just kind of coming out in 1996, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and nobody had computers. And I went to Best Buy and I bought this big, humongous computer for $3,300. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. Man. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yep. And it barely got on dial up. It was um, quite, the, quite the thing. But I also bought ACT database. It cost $200. It was a database in a box. Okay. And I was the only one at this dealership for two years that had a computer on their desk and had a database that I kind of personally built. Right. It was a, it was a database in a box, but I made it, I made it work the way I needed it to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a buddy of mine worked there and then ended up working there or I met him there. I'm sorry. And then he ended up going to Earhart BMW. And so he called me up one day and says, Tom, if you want to come to a real dealership, <laughs> right. And that was after about two years of being a top, a top salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the top couple salespeople in that um, for those couple of years. Well, I took my computer to Earhart BMW and all these top performers looked at me like I had three eyeballs right? <laughs> right? and or three heads. I mean, they, they were like, what are you doing? Well, quickly I became one of the top. There were a couple guys there that just owned the place, right? They did a really good job. Sure. But for, for a young guy newer in the car business with no clientele, the database helped me do everything. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I mean, I had it spitting out letters for me. A lot of people just thought I was nuts. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that. Shortly thereafter, um, it became mainstream to put CRM systems in dealerships. Yep. Right. So my computer went home or in the garbage or whatever happened. Yep. And, and I worked at Earhart BMW for about eight years. And then I ran into a real estate agent. Well, she's a real estate agent now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sold her a car. She used to work for Pulte. Her name was Leslie, is Leslie Doran. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Leslie Doran was talking about 
Pulte. And she said, you really need to come check out Pulte. You know, I haven't told this story in a long time, Aaron, so I apologize. If no, I love I'm fuzzy. this. This is exactly um, why we, uh, we got into it a little bit. Um, you know, also, did she lead with the line of, hey, you want to come to a real dealership? You can come to Pulte. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was pretty much the content, right? Um, but I sold her and her, and her husband, David, which, you know, I probably owe her a phone call after having this conversation. Sure. And uh, her, and her, her and her husband, David, we're like, hey, come, come talk to Susan at, at Pulte. It's a great place, great place, great place. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm ready to leave the car business. Yep. So I left the car business, got hired at Pulte. Um, probably the most fun three years that I've ever had. Like, we just had a blast. Yeah. Um, not only do we have a lot of fun, there was like – it was it was the two thousand five six seven era, sure, or four five six or whatever it was that I was there, mm-hmm. and um, I became a regional director for Pulte. So we had this handful of neighborhoods. There was like four directors at the time, fifty salespeople, twenty five neighborhoods, selling one hundred and forty houses a month. Yep. I mean, a lot of really big, um, a lot of people came out of that and became really successful. Yeah. But what happened was the bottom fell out. The economy yeah. dropped. Yep. They stopped building spec homes. Um, our inventory was inventory went down, and I had to leave. Yep. Um, so, was that a so, was that a, you had to you had to leave because um actually I've I've got a cousin um does the name Jason McIntyre ring a bell at all? I know Jason. I know yeah. Jason. Jason's my cousin. Yep. Uh, which yeah. I, I you know because you know our families uh, know each other. Um, yeah. but yeah, like they, he moved to the Carolinas because of, of this. So, um, it's just interesting you when, so his choice was stick with Pulte move. And then obviously you did not want to make that same choice. You wanted to go elsewhere and stay around here, you know? So just interesting. Well, different life choices. I have, I have goosebumps right now because I'll tell you exactly why that happened. Okay. <laughs> so at the same time that happened, I was going to divorce. Oh, geez. <clears throat> Two kids, yeah. uh, five and two going through divorce, um, going from making a very, very good income, um, to nothing. Yep. Right. And, um, well, gosh, we could peel this onion back a lot more, but I'll I'll probably spare the spare anybody (laughs) listening. Hey, um, it's our podcast. We get, yeah, there's a, I guess, but there is, um, there was a reason that I didn't, I didn't leave. Right. Yeah. So, I didn't leave. I, I chose not to ever leave my kids. Yeah. So there was, there was times there and then I, um, trying to figure it out. Of course, my child support was based off of my Pulte income. My Pulte income is no longer existing. Of course. Of course. Okay. So trying to keep up with a, a very hefty, <laughs> very, very hefty child support payment, um, was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I almost got thrown in jail a couple of times, even though, the amount that I was paying was more than 90% of the people pay, man. Okay. The amount that I was able to pay. Mm-hmm. So, um, along the way I met my wife, my wife, Melissa, and she actually worked at Pulte as an assistant. Okay. Uh, that's how we originally met. Yep. And, uh, we ended up dating and, and that was really it. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we're married as of 12 years now. We have three children together. So we have a total of five. Um, my oldest daughter is 18 mm-hmm. and my son is 15, the, the same five and two year old. Right. Yep. So we got through it. Yeah. 
Um, but I chose not to ever leave the kids. Yeah. And that's what it was about. Yeah. And I, I looked and I, a handful of times um, was was challenging not to want to go with the market was hot totally okay um, but we suffered we, we did it and my wife um, her uncle was the vice president of sales at a company called Reynolds and Reynolds mm-hmm. and Reynolds and Reynolds is a software company for car dealers that that sold CRM systems and dealer management systems. Yep. That's funny. Cause I'm actually familiar with Reynolds and Reynolds from another job eons ago. Um, just funny how certain names pop up. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it was natural, natural that yeah. a guy, that a guy that likes process and likes um, CRM systems and like, and has car experience would, would journey yeah. that way. Um, so I ended up at Reynolds for nine years. Um, and halfway into it, they decided to start a company called Naked Lime Marketing. And Naked Lime Marketing was a marketing company that was developed for car dealers by Reynolds and Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Well, I became the first salesperson for Naked Lime. Okay. And it was myself and a sales director. And by the time I left, I was a director along with four others. And yeah. we had about, here's the story again, or here's the same consistency. We had about 40 salespeople <laughs> and four directors or five directors and everything was great. Um, yeah. But traveling and being on the road <clears throat> many nights a, a week, yep. um, airplane to airplane, the hotel to hotel and three little kids at home. Yep. I decided that it was, it was time to make a change. And yep. so I took all my background CRM marketing, real estate. Yep. And, and that's why I'm here today. Yeah. I love it. Uh, traveling can be freaking grueling when you're doing it. Like I remember my first time in a sales position. Um, I was, tra- I was driving all across the Midwest with, uh, with actually a close friend of mine who was also a salesperson at the same company. And, um, like three months. And after that, my gosh, it can just wear on you. It's just brutal sometimes, you know, like props to people that do it. Yeah. I don't even know if three months is the name is the number. It might be three weeks. Um, (laughs) A lot of people thought it was glorious and there's a lot of cool things that, that come from it. And and the strong company, very good people. Um, It just, you know, it's no, it's no way to live. I miss so many things at at home. Yep. Um, so many sacrifices and I decided, you know what, it's time to work for myself and use my knowledge mm-hmm. and um, I'm tech savvy. I'm marketing friendly. Yeah. You know, let's, let's do this. Yep. So you got your uh, real estate license shortly after that and then just started, just started rolling. And then I know you, uh, how, how long ago was that? Um, forgive me for not remembering. I know we talked about it, but um, when did you actually get licensed? Well, I actually got my license again because I was licensed um, as a salesperson with Pulte, right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I had, I have, you know, I could, I could have gone out immediately because of the Pulte experience. I got my broker license. Yeah. Um, but back, it was October of 16, I got licensed and I ended up leaving Reynolds almost exactly two years ago now 
It yeah. was March 16th. Oh, wow. Um, 2017. So it's almost been two years. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's, there's struggles, there's challenges. You're sure. supporting a, a family of seven with, uh, <laughs> with real estate. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's definitely challenges, especially in the, in the state of Michigan. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I love asking everyone's kind of origin story a little bit because like the journey very much fascinates me. So like one of the things, and, um, I, I went to the high school and, uh, your, uh, your boy got to see me. That was, that was really cool. And he, um, he came up and he's, he's way taller than I am, uh, in which it doesn't take much, but I got to like, look up at him and be like, Hey, thanks for the feedback and everything. But, um, a lot of what I went there to talk about was just kind of entrepreneurship in general. And, um, I think that the common thread for people like you and I is, um, there's some sort of like entrepreneurial uh roots so like your story of the newspaper uh stuff right where like like or um you know like i think gary v was talking to, like he started he did wide library um but you know everyone's got like that oh i was selling lemonade you know a lemonade stand at you know year eight and uh, and i was um doubling up on candy and selling it to kids in, in school and got in trouble like everyone's got the, a story that's along those lines right um, or there's some type of identifying factor or personality trait or something that people are like, yeah, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Um, and so everyone finds that in their own time. And that's why it was super interesting and why I love hearing the background because um, <clears throat> you literally went from, from military to dealerships to CRM <laughs> sales to marketing, you know, back to, uh, back to cars and back to real estate. And it's just, very fascinating to me. And, um, and I have no doubt that now, like you said, with all of its challenges, um, you know, it's, you're still having a lot of fun with it and, um, you're where you're supposed to be right now. You know, um, that at least that's, I didn't want to project that on you cause that's how I, I feel. Um, but I just gotten that from a conversation that you and I've had before that just like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And all of those experiences, yeah. all those experiences were yeah, just similar to me a little bit too, where my journey is a little bit all over the place, but I'm definitely doing what I'm supposed to be doing now, you know? Right. Right. You find your, you find your place, you know, and you know, it's funny you brought up the selling candy in school and getting in trouble. Um, I, my, my parents used to take me to Jane J wholesale and Warren uh-huh. and I used to buy big wholesale boxes of M&Ms <laughs> and I used to sell them to my friends <laughs> and I used to make profit. That's really funny. That's, these are this, this podcast is fun because it's pulling out all this old information, Yep, but but Reed, the, my son who you met, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's a little bit more backstory there. So he, yes, by nature, he's entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Like he'll take, he'll buy fidget spinners, you know, when they were popular, yep. he'll buy them off of eBay for like a dollar a piece and sell them for $10 a piece Love it. Um, to his buddies. And so he's got that in him. Um, but what's, what's really interesting is um, man, this is tough to talk about. Um, <clears throat> wow. You know, if I wouldn't have gotten off the road, he wouldn't be living with me now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he didn't live with us. He lived with his mom. He didn't live here with us at our house or even go to Clarkston school district yeah. until two years ago because I got off the road. Yeah. Right. So once I stopped traveling, he was able to join us here in Clarkston. Uh, he wanted to. And because we have very similar mindset yeah, and, and uh, you can just see it in them, you know, which is, 
really good at times and really frustrated at times, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he's, uh, I, you know, some of the choices teenage boys make, you're like, man, I'm looking in the mirror. I am looking in the mirror and I'm looking at myself and I wish you knew what I knew. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, he's a great kid. And, um, as all of mine are, but he's the one that's probably most entrepreneurial. Yeah. He just wants to run. That's why the class that you spoke in, he was thrilled that you were there. He does want to come join you and um, shadow you a little bit. I love it. And that's his favorite class. Yeah. Period. Yep. So it's, I love, I love that too, because that's, it's actually the reason why I I wanted to go to the class to begin with, because like reeds don't grow on trees. At least I don't think so. Um, there's been a number with, this could be a whole other podcast, but a number of podcasts listen to and, um, kind of personal development and things like that. And, um, and identifying like what that entrepreneurial personality type is. And they all tend to be like, they have, have some of the same, um, uh, uh, characteristics I'd say, you know, where, uh, you know, having a, a funny sales, like selling an eight years old story is, is not like a qualifier. It's, you're not surprised, but you're looking for a lot of like personality traits and just sometimes kind of looking behind the eyes of some people are like, yeah, like that's, that's what you, you, you're kind of meant to do that type of a thing. Right. And my goal for speaking at the high school was if, if you weren't a father to read and read, had those same personality traits, then I, my hope would be like my talk uh, there or someone like me could go in there and like stoke that fire a little bit and get them to realize, you know, there's a dream to pursue here beyond, you know, maybe a regular nine to five job or, or whatever that thing is. Um, cause I just wish someone did that for me. That's really my only, my only reason for doing it is just to be kind of give back a little bit. Cause I've had people help me out along the way that are like, yeah, this is definitely a good way to, to make a living and that I'm very fulfilled and those things really, really matter. Um, so it's getting a read early on. And if it is his favorite class, like continue to kind of cultivate that. And I'm just, I'm mildly obsessed with it just because, um, like I was one that went to college for like no other reason than like, Oh, I kind of, I should, <laughs> you know, which is getting that's to be, a, that's an interesting conversation itself. Yeah. Yeah. Society, you know, I'm starting to feel it right now. Right. So society has made us all feel really, really bad if we don't send our kids to school. Yep. And um, my daughter is the perfect person to go to college right she's at cmu she's a freshman she wants to go into medical you know yep. what you're a you're a college you need to go get that education 100 percent. yep yeah um, and i support it but it was interesting we we're at the um orientation and it's really it's really wild when you're a salesperson you see right through things right, yep, right. <laughs> and they're and they're brainwashing us talking and i don't know how many times they said you know what twenty five thousand dollars for a year is is we know it's expensive, but your kid's going to be safe. And, <laughs> and they, boy, they use some, some interesting sales strategy. And I kept looking at my wife going, what in the world oh, are we right. doing? <laughs> they even, they even got to a point, they even got to a point where they made you stand up and look at the person next to you and, and tell them why you're, why you chose CMU. Oh man. And it was very, very, very salesy. Um, but I'm glad she's there. It's a good yeah. school. Yeah. She's doing, she's doing well. Um, but I don't really know what's going to happen with Reed. Yeah. Uh, I want to, 
support him and I want him to do, I don't, you know, I want him to follow his dreams, but society has made it just looks down on you. If kids don't go to school. Totally. 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 And, and as a parent, you want to do the right thing, period. And you want to encourage education, of course. And, but there's so many different forms of education. That's probably a whole new podcast. Yeah. Yep. It definitely is. (laughs) And, I'm one of those guys where I don't talk about my education much or my lack of education much. Nor I. This is very, it's kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, knowing that this is going to be heard by anybody who wants to hear it. Right. Um, but I've, I've worked for two companies that required college degrees, mm-hmm. Pulte and Reynolds at the time. Yeah. And I've been able to, you know, sell them on my life experience. Yep. And my military it helps me and I've always done well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's certainly it's, not a requirement for success. And here I'll even, I'll help you out too, because I, I haven't until recent, uh, even the past probably six or eight months or so. Um, I've been very uncomfortable talking about my educational past as well, because as you said, um, what was your oldest daughter's name? Sorry. I, uh, Avery. Avery. Yeah. So Avery, um, she's interested in medical. Like, like you said that you got, you got to go to college for that. Like there's not, there's not another path. Right. Um, right. but you don't need a degree, degree to be successful. Um, I, I failed out of my first year of college and haven't gone back since, um, I, my road was consisted of firefighting and uh, EMT, um, uh, you know, cold call sales, like a hundred different things, you know. And um, for for now, like you said, it, it could be a totally different podcast episode, but it's it's very hard to kind of reconcile a lot of times with um, if you're going to go to college or my kids when I have them, um, you know, I don't judge anyone else, but it's the we're going to make sure that our kids are going to college for a good reason, not just uh, not my reason, which was, Hey, my friends are going and uh, that's just what I'm supposed to do now because it's a very like, let's just talk practically. Like that's a, that's an expensive decision, especially now, you know, like you said, $25,000, whatever it is like that ain't, that ain't cheap. That's an expensive lesson to be learned where some of my argument is I would love to see kids earlier on, not just the college age, but earlier on, like just shadowing people and going and seeing what a day in life is with a lot of different aspects and a lot of different jobs, you know? Um, Cause there's so many, I agree. there's so many things out there that, that are so cool to do. Um, if you just really took a second and, th- and thought about it instead of just, uh, you know, kind of being indoctrinated into some cubicle esque job, you know, and, and kind of doing your thing, you know, um, and also times have changed too. It's, it's really fascinating to talk about too, where like, you know, whatever, 30, 40 years ago, you know, you could pay for college, you know, with uh, a summer of working, you know, whereas you can't, you certainly can't now, you know, so just, just interesting. It's an interesting conversation for sure. It's really, it's really wild. And, you know, I consider myself more successful, um, but success has, you know, it's, it's, got different meanings for everybody but totally. i consider myself more successful than a lot of people i know that have full college educations yep. hate their jobs sit behind a cube uh-huh. answer phones do this do that and um you know it's never gotten my way nope nope yeah, I mean, so 
that's interesting to know. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun to hear, but yeah, it's uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, it totally is. And, um, and now too, I think some of that for, for just me personally was kind of, uh, a little bit of maturity and kind of being okay with like myself in a lot of ways. And like, yeah, it's part of my story. It is what it is. It used to be a point of like contention of like, I'm super embarrassed to talk about it. Um, but Hey, that's life right there is just kind of, uh, reconciling all that stuff and it also just, agree. just knowing just knowing that like that's okay like other here's my favorite thing too and I'll, I'll share this with with not just you but everybody is um the more i talk about that the more more people come up to me and be like yeah me too <laughs> and, and that's fun uh, yeah all it takes is you kind of putting it out there and um that is one of the coolest things of uh, publishing this kind of stuff on social media and even talking about it or or uh, doing a podcast on it because um uh, a lot of times you get people, you know, kind of, you know, shooting a message or whatever and be like, I, I appreciate that because I was thinking the same thing. Just never just thought it was only me though. You know? So that's just really interesting. Right. Yeah. And I, and I know you do a lot of the same e-learning type um, books and yep. um, webinar type learning systems and you go to the click funnels conference. And yep. I know you do things like that and that's what I'm interested. Yeah. That's how I like to learn. And, it, and it, it's a passion of mine. I just constantly want to feed my brain. Um, but I want to do it on my terms. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And also, this, so um, I, I'm glad you said that because it sparked something in my brain. I was just talking to Brandon the other day. So um, I'm a person just through life experience uh, and just to call it the way my brain is wired is um, I, I'm very careful uh, on um, who, like who I follow. And, and what I mean by that is um, – all right, who am I going? Who am I going to really plug into and listen to and um, like try and take uh, like maybe life lessons from or like marketing uh, advice from and things like that, right? And um, uh, similar to you, like you said, you're you're always trying to feed your brain. Um, I've had to really guard myself on trying not to go overload with that and truly really search for the best of the best people. Um, and that's where the ClickFunnels stuff have been, has been so awesome. But in that ClickFunnels community, we've gotten turned on to a bunch of other people that like um, Alex Charfin, and this is not even for our, actually for our listeners too, but I'll send you his podcast afterwards because he talks about the entrepreneurial personality type. Uh, you'll laugh because you'll get, you'll listen to 15 minutes of some of the, the podcast episodes. You'd be like, dude, he's talking about me 100%. It's crazy, you know? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. But like, um, you know, a lot of those guys are the, the best at what they do. And those are the people I really love plugging into. Um, just, just cause you, it helps you kind of, uh, you know, skip mistakes that even they made in, that's a lot of like why I, I really appreciate you jumping on the pod here. Um, because I think my end game with all of this is to, uh, try to have people listen to this and maybe say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm not make that mistake that someone else on the pod did. Or also like when, uh, when Lauren and I have kids, um, you know, God willing, then I could even kind of point them to a couple episodes of, Hey, me and this other interesting guy talked about this thing. I think you should listen to it. I think that'd be really cool to have. <laughs> That's really wild. So a couple of years ago, uh, we got turned on to Dan Henry. Yeah. And while at the time I was, I was worried about, you know, how he presented, um, he's a polarizing I, I turned character. On, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I turned, um, I turned read on to him. And so we, we did buy the course and I've, I've gone through his course, the online version, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, two or three times to get refreshed on it. And we yeah. probably need to do it again. And so is read. Yeah. Right. So 
yeah, there's some, there's some great people out there that really have um, kind of helped, but it is easy, especially if you go to the gym every day and you turn on another YouTube channel or something to get mixed messages or follow the wrong people for a little while. Um, it's really, it's really wild. But once you latch onto a couple quality people, yeah, it can definitely help you, you know, excel. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And um, so speaking of Charford again, one, one of the, his speeches was um, he was at uh, Funnel Hacking Live and he goes, hey, you ever, you ever like read enough personal development books that by the time you get to the 10th, 11th, and 12th one, all of them are starting to contradict each other? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly so, right. So it kind of goes into one of those things that um, like we're in, we're in such an information age where there's so much information available. It's kind of like parsing through it and finding the good stuff is actually the difficulty. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's that's very that whole thing is very fascinating to me because so like so this is funny. You'll you'll get a kick out of this. Um, so everyone's got like that one uncle that like kind of is a is a know it all or like, you know, and, and know it all for a reason. Like they just have a lot of knowledge and know a lot about a lot of things. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's happened, though, is uh, now that every kid has like a smartphone, they can be like all right, bullshit, uncle, whatever. Uh, I'm going to look that up. And it turns out you didn't really have any idea. You were just saying something with confidence, right? So, <laughs> so, so um, I'll... Uh, I, re- I really do have that uncle, though. I really do, too. I, I've, I've I, I, have, I have that. No, but I have the uncle that does know everything. Oh, gotcha. Well, even better. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's actually Melissa's uncle. But, oh, nice. Uh, regardless, it's, <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, uh, he's definitely a professional mentor to me. Yeah. So... Oh man. So yeah, this has been good. I, you know, as I learn more about you, even, um, it's fun. I'm glad we're so close. Yeah. And, you know, originally when I ran across you and Brandon, I thought it was really wild because we have a media company that Reed and I, 15 year old Reed has started. Yeah. We haven't done anything with it. Yep. Right. We, we have great ideas. We haven't executed mm-hmm. and we were, were on click funnels and, you know, we follow the same people. Yep. And then you and, and we realized that marketing was part of real estate. Yes. And so that's why the two are married, right? It's called melt media. Yep. And then we have the real estate business. Yep. Well, when I found you guys, you have 87 media yep. and then you have the real estate business. Yep. And it was just wild that you guys are two miles away. We have a lot of, a lot of mutual friends Yep. and we have, the very same mindset. Yep. Even that first day we sat down for coffee, yep. we're like, you do what? <laughs> and oh wait, you do that too. <laughs> yeah. And you know who, Yeah, you know who, I mean, it's, it's been fun yes. um, so far and I can't, I, I really can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Me either, man. Me either. I, uh, I'm super pumped and it's, um, I wanted to actually encourage you like on the record too, to keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cause you are doing particularly in the video arena and all that stuff. Like you get it, you know, what the market needs and how to kind of approach, approach it and to, to stay strong and stay consistent with it. Because um, as you all know, and a lot of the same circles that we run in, like consistency is king in a lot of areas. And um, just want to encourage you, man, because I love what you're doing. And also I love what you're about. And I uh, super appreciate you not only as a person, but also as someone that I uh, can confide in and talk to. And that's, um, that's something I don't take for granted. So I just, I appreciate you coming on brother. It was, uh, it was awesome. And I, I definitely want to do it again. Um, yeah, let's do that. It'd be a blast for sure. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast. This has been a 
It's been good. You brought back a lot of interesting memories, and I'm probably going to make some phone calls and thank you <laughs> phone calls after this one. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, that's why I, I am to do that. <laughs> so, all right, brother. Well, hey, we'll catch up uh, soon. Can't wait for the next coffee, and uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Sounds great. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Tom. See ya. See ya.